Good morning. I uh, hope you've had a very Merry Christmas. Uh, hope you've had a wonderful uh, weekend. Um, I would like to, uh, this morning, uh, just take a moment and uh, just give you an update and, uh, and some uh, announcements, uh, and then we will pray, and then we will uh, get into the, to the Word of God. Uh, praise the Lord uh, for the opportunity uh, to be together uh, this morning and to get into uh, Scripture. Uh, but before we do, uh, just just quick update uh, um, and and a, and a thank you, thank you all for uh, for praying for me. Thank you for uh, your prayers uh, for my family. Uh, I'm doing good. Um, feel like I'm getting better uh, every day. Uh, Joy and the kids are are all doing uh, well, and, uh, and so thankful for that. And just ask that you just continue to lift me up in prayer, and just to lift uh, them up in prayer, and just pray uh, the Lord's protection. Uh, and uh, in a minute here, when we pray, uh, we'll just we'll just pray for everyone who uh, you know may be struggling with this with this virus, and just pray God's protection around all those who who are not, and then uh, just going to continue to pray that God will come against this thing and just wipe it out, we pray in Jesus' name. Well, we're sorry to uh, not be able to have church together uh, in person uh, this morning, uh, but thankful that, that we can still come together uh, online and, uh, and pray together and, and uh, encourage uh, one another. Um, so, so as as you know, I'm I'm teaching and and looking into the scriptures. Uh, just just comment and and get involved and and say amen or encourage or you know or, or just something uh, and uh, and and that'll help to to uh, bring everyone together and um, and to encourage everyone. Um, what we're gonna do? Uh, just announcements coming up uh, is is Wednesday night we'll. We'll have our online uh, Facebook Live Bible study, uh, and then uh, New Year's Eve, um, we're planning to do an online uh, communion. Uh, so we'll we'll get those times out there and more information about that as we get a little bit closer to that. Uh, but um, but but sometime that evening, uh, we'll we'll come online and and we'll share uh, communion together. Uh, and then uh, next Sunday, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and and not have a, a live service, but we're gonna not have a an on-site service, but we're gonna uh, have a Facebook live service again uh, the next Sunday. Uh, and after that, the the week after that, we're gonna have the church cleaned, uh, sanitized, uh, fogged, and then on January the tenth, uh, we're gonna open back up and go back. Uh, go back to normal um, with everyone, you know, feeling strong and healthy, and the church uh, cleaned uh, and ready for everyone uh, to come back uh, together. So be be in prayer uh, for all of these things, and uh, be in be in prayer for uh, for that uh, that January tenth um, service. That'll be the second Sunday uh, of the new year. So that's a great Sunday to really come back together and uh, kick off the new year. Uh, with a bang, so I'm excited about that. Hope you hope you are as well. Just be covering that uh, in prayer. Uh, um, also, 
just want to encourage you to to uh, remember uh, to give, uh, and um, and right now we'll just have to do the online uh, giving uh, and the and the text to give. You can go online uh, to uh, lifechangechurch.tv/giving and give there, uh, or you can text uh, the word give to three three four three eight zero zero seven 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 and uh, and give online or give uh, through texting so I just encourage you uh, to do that uh, um, and uh, and that'll help us to uh, to keep uh, things going and of course uh, we'll bring the blessing of the Lord on uh, your finances so before we you know get going any further uh, let's just pray together and give the Lord uh, our time together. And let's ask the Lord to bless our giving and to bless uh, our finances. Let's pray protection uh, over one another. And let's pray again against this, uh, this, this virus as we end this year and enter into uh, next year. That the Lord will just uh, continue to help us and, and protect us and provide for us and, uh, and bless us. I, I don't know about you, but, but man, I, have just, I just continue... Uh, to be so thankful uh, to be His, uh, to be called by His name, to be a child uh, in His household. Uh, I'm so thankful for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm so thankful for uh, all of His promises, uh, which, which uh, for us who are in Christ are yes, and we say amen to them. I just continue to say amen uh, to all of the promises of God. I'm so thankful for for the for the reminder in John chapter one that because of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ we have just received one blessing after the next. I'm so thankful for God's promises. I'm so thankful for His blessing. And as we pray this morning, I know today we're not going to have any time of worship, but that doesn't mean that we can't worship. And as we pray this morning, let's just let's just take a time to to just lift up thanks. And to worship the Lord in our prayer and to give him thanks for his promises, thanks for his blessing, thanks for his protection, thanks for his presence. Let's pray together. Pray with me, if you will. Lord, we are a grateful people. We are so thankful for you this beautiful Sunday morning. We are thankful for your promises, Lord. We say we say yes and amen to them this morning. We are thankful for your blessing that is just poured out upon our lives. Thank you, thank you, thank you for blessing us in in every way, for blessing us in in the city and and in the country, in in, in our homes, and when we go out, blessing us in every area of our lives. We just give you praise and we exalt you and glorify your name for your blessings poured out upon us. We thank you, Lord, for your protection, uh, that you are round about us as the mountains are round about uh, Jerusalem. And we exalt you and we bless you and we praise you for this. Lord, we thank you that throughout this whole year, uh, you have been with us, uh, that you have never left us or forsaken us. And we move into next year uh, excited and uh, and thankful uh, 
uh, and, and full of courage and hope uh, because of your promises, uh, because of your blessing, uh, because we know that you will never leave us, that you will never uh, forsake us. And Lord, we are, uh, we are so thankful uh, this morning, Lord, for the opportunity to come together. And we pray that you would just be with us, uh, that you'd meet with us, that you would uh, speak to us, we pray in Jesus' name. Lord, we just lift up uh, the offering to you. You, uh, that will be given uh, online or, or through text, Lord. We, uh, we just pray your blessing uh, on this gift, Lord. And I just lift up your people. Uh, and as they give, Lord, I pray that you would just open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out such a blessing upon them that they'd not have room enough to contain it. Lord, we, we just continue to come against this virus in the name of Jesus. And we pray, Lord, for everyone who has it, that you would just bring your healing touch upon them in Jesus' name. And we pray your hedge of protection around all those who don't, that you'd protect them and that you'd keep them safe from this virus in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray you just would, would move and, and that you would work and that you would just uh, come against this virus in the name of Jesus and that you would eliminate it and, and wipe it out, we pray, in Jesus' uh, mighty name. Lord, again, I just ask that you'd bless our time together. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, it is Sunday morning, so uh, why not take a coffee break? I hope you have some coffee with you uh, wherever you may be uh, this morning and are enjoying it. Um, what I'd like to uh, to do uh, is uh, is to take a uh, just a, you know not like a look, but just to think about this this year uh, and um, and because it is the last Sunday. That's kind of a wild thought, isn't it? It is the the last Sunday uh, of uh, 2020. Uh, next Sunday will be 2021, uh, and so as as this is the last Sunday, I just wanted to I just wanted to think about uh, this last year. Just remember some of the things that we've learned uh, in this in this past year, and uh, and hopefully give us some encouragement uh, as we and and direction as we enter in uh, to this uh, new. Uh, year 2021, uh, uh, um, because I, I, you know, this has been such a, a unique year, and I think that God really has uh, spoke to us, and that there are some really important uh, lessons that we uh, need to learn from uh, this year. Uh, one of the, I guess, one of the main ones, uh, main things that has that has stirred. Uh, in me uh, is uh, in in this crazy year. You, you know, there's there's been the the virus uh, that has that has you know dominated most of this most of this year, and then there's been all the uh, the kind of craziness that's going on uh, in our in our culture. Uh, and it's so amazing to me how Scripture just speaks. Uh, to all of this and just shows us what's going on and just gives us direction uh, and and answers. Uh, so I, I want to look at scripture and uh, and and just talk to us about what I think's going on in this next year, uh, in in this past year, what's going on and what's coming in this year, uh, and uh, and hopefully from scripture we can get some encouragement for the kind of people that we uh, need to be. One of the things I 
I've thought about over this past year that I think has happened. And I'm not saying that God has caused any of this, but I, but hopefully that, uh, that what will take place is that the Lord will use this uh, to, uh, to kind of shake us and, uh, and wake us up. We don't, we don't want to be a sleepy church. And we don't want to be uh, a sleepy uh, people. Uh, we, as the people of God, are, are to be an awake uh, people. Uh, and, uh, and, and I think, you know, the, the church in America uh, has a tendency to easily be a sleepy church and, and, a, and a lukewarm you know, church. And, and hopefully uh, these things that are happening all around us are, are, are shaking us a little bit and waking us up a little bit. It, it's got to cause us to uh to look up and see that everything's not just going on as it normally has and that the the day of the lord approaches that the that the coming of our lord and savior jesus christ is near uh, that that it approaches and that sh- that should stir us to readiness now, that should stir us to alertness. That should stir us to, you know, to to be awake and to and to not uh, be uh, asleep which is a uh, which is one of the things that that Paul calls the church to do uh right before he mentions to us that that the days that we are living in are are difficult and evil uh, days and I, I want to read uh, this this chapter of scripture to you uh, where he says this it's in Ephesians uh, chapter 5 and um just I'm just going to start at Ephesians Five verse one, because this is such uh, incredibly uh, good uh, truth uh, that is so uh, needed uh, that we need to be reminded of, uh, and and it's not politically correct. It's obviously biblically correct, but it's not uh, politically correct, which is something that we really need right now. We we don't need uh, politically correct. We need biblically uh, correct. So this is what. Paul says uh, in Ephesians 5, starting in verse 1, he says, Be imitators of God, therefore as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality uh, or any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy uh, people. So, so he's calling us uh, not, to, not to impurity and, and not to sin, uh, but he's calling us uh, as God's holy people to live as the saints, to live as God's holy people. Verse 4, he goes, goes even further. He says, Nor should there be obscenity, uh, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, or greedy person, uh, such a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. It's not a, not a politically correct statement that Paul is making there, but it is a biblically correct statement that he is, that he is making there. Verse six, 
Let no one deceive you with empty words. I kind of want to highlight this right here for a moment because, because what I want to remind you of, and I've said this, but just let me remind you of it, that, that these times that we live in are deceptive times. That the, that the end times as, as the spirit of Antichrist is more and more prevalent, uh, that, that the spirit of Antichrist is a deceptive spirit and that the times that we are in are very deceptive times. That this past year has been a year full of deception and, and, and this next year that we're going to enter into is not going to change. There's the, it's going to continue to be incredibly deceptive times. We need to recognize that the enemy is at work, that the enemy is moving, that he is a liar, that he is a deceiver, that that is the weapon that he wields, that he leads the world astray, that these are deceptive times that we are living in. And Ephesians says to us that we need to make sure that even though we are in awe, that there's deception all around us and that these are incredibly deceptive times, we need to make sure that we are not deceived. So as we go into next year, we've learned from this year, hopefully, that, that there's deception all around us. And as we go into next year, I want you to understand, I want you to not be deceived, and I want you to know that you don't have to be deceived, that, that we can navigate through uh, these incredibly deceptive times without being led astray by them and without being deceived by them. He says, let no one deceive you with empty words. And, and, and so, so let me also point this out to you that, that, you know, the, uh, the deception is at its, at its source is coming from our enemy, but, but it's working through persons. It's working through uh, people. So, so there will be, and there are deceptive People, false teachers, false prophets, deceptive people all around. And he says to us, let's not allow ourselves to be deceived by anyone who is, who is, uh, and, and, and deceived by their empty words. Verse six, let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. We don't want to be deceived by the deceptive and the deceived. And, and we don't want to connect with the deceptive and the deceived. We don't want to partner with uh, the world. And we don't want to partner with all of its deceptions and all of those who are led astray by their deceptions. We're, we're called to be a light shining in the darkness, which he's going to get into. And we're called to, uh, we are called to reach the lost, to reach the sinner, to, to, to proclaim Jesus to the world, but we're not called to partner with them. We are to not partner with them. Verse, verse eight, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord live as children of light. Don't you, you were once darkness, but not anymore. 
So, so there's no need to, to live in the darkness or to live like the darkness. You were once darkness, but because of the life-transforming power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you are not darkness anymore. You are light in the Lord, so you are to live as a child of the light. Verse 9, For the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. That's what, that's what the, that's not what the darkness looks like. That's what the light looks like. The light looks like, uh, looks like goodness and, and righteousness and truth. Not only, not only goodness and righteousness, but, but truth, not deceptions and lies and, and, and falsehoods and, 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 and false teachings, but, but truth, not sin, but righteousness, not wickedness and evilness, but goodness. These are the, these are the fruits of the light. Verse 10. And find out what pleases the Lord. Go on a search and try to find what is pleasing to God. Verse 11, have, here it is again, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of the darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. So we don't, we don't want anything to do with the darkness or, or the fruitless deeds of the darkness. And, and we certainly shouldn't be led astray by the deceptions that grow and thrive and flourish in darkness because we are not in darkness and we are not people of darkness. We're not children of darkness. We have, we have the light. Verse 13. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for it is light that makes everything visible. You see, see, the deceptions of the enemy uh, are, are so effective because they're cloaked in darkness and, and people can't see, and so they stumble right into them. But for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, we are children of the light, and we we can see because the light of Christ makes everything visible. So because of Jesus and his light shining in our hearts and on our lives, we don't stumble into the deceptions of the enemy, into the traps of the enemy, because those things are, are cloaked in darkness and we are not. We can see. So we see the trap and so we don't stumble and fall into it. Verse four, four, verse fourteen. It's it's so obviously clear, but it's worth just saying again. For it is light that makes everything visible. We are a people who can see. Now, now uh, he gets into what what I was talking about earlier. This is uh, why it is said, "Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you." This is this is. What we need as the people of God, what the American church needs, and, and hopefully, you know, what, what has happened this year is, is that these things have, have, have rocked us and, and shook us a little bit so that, so that we are awake, so that we have <laughs> awakened out of our slumber. You know, when I go to wake my kids up in the morning, one of the things I do is, you know, just to, just to gently rock them and, and shake them so that they, so that they're aroused out of their sleep, so that they wake up. We, we can't be 
We can't be a sleepy church anymore, and we can't enter into next year being a sleepy church. We've got to, we've got to wake, we've got to wake up, we've got to awaken, and not be asleep, so that so that we can see, and 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 be the people that God has called us to be, and not be deceived and led astray by the deceptive times that we live in. Verse fifteen says, "Be very." Careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Paul says of the days that they were in, that the days that we're living in are evil days. And I want you to know that, that this is true today. That the days that we live in are evil days, and uh, and we need to be very careful how we live. We need to not be asleep. We need to not be deceived. We need to not be foolish. We need to make the most of every opportunity, and we need to be full of the wisdom of the Lord, uh, so that we are not uh, we are not deceived and led astray by the deceptive evil times that we live in. Now, you know, maybe you're uh maybe you're wondering, you know, what do what do evil times look like? What do evil days uh look like? Uh, well, let me let me just help you with that uh, by uh by turning over to Psalm Psalm chapter 12. I'm going to read this read this psalm to you again. We talked about this the other day, um, but let me read this for you again because I think this just gives us such a, such a clear picture of what's going on uh, in our times and, uh, and, a, and a clear picture of what evil days uh, look like. Uh, this, is, this, is, um, this is what Psalm 12 says, verse 1. It says, Help, Lord. <laughs> it's a good prayer. We need to be praying that. Help, Lord, uh, for the godly are no more. The faithful have vanished uh, from, from, from among men. Now listen to this, verse 2. Everyone lies to his neighbor. Their flattering lips speak with deception. Uh, so, here, so here again we see deception uh, arising. And, uh, and here, it says that, here it says that everyone lies to his neighbor every everyone's lips uh everyone has flattering lips that speak with deception so uh, one of the one of the evidences of evil times and one of the things that is that happens in evil times is is everybody lies and there's flattering lips and there's deception uh, everywhere and I, I want you to know that this is happening uh, in in our uh, time you know, that there are lies and deception everywhere uh, the truth is is not highly valued uh, actually I, I guess it, it's kind of it's kind of interesting that everybody lies to everyone and yet everyone is offended when anyone lies to them you know it's so hypocritical Right, but there are lies and there are deceptions everywhere. Look, look. If you're lying to everybody in your life about everything, you, you can't get offended and upset if somebody lies to you, right? But but I wanted you to see that 
you need to understand this. And, and as you look back over this year, you need to understand that everybody lies to his neighbor and, and, and there are flattering lips that are speaking with uh, deception. Now, everywhere uh, you and, and, and we see this all time now because everybody's got a voice uh, because of because of, you know, Facebook and YouTube and everything. Everybody's got a voice and, and you can and you can listen to flattering lips that speak with uh, deception. Verse three, made the Lord cut off all flattering lips and every boastful tongue. So here's here's something else we got. We've got we've got deception. We've got lies, and then you've got you've got boastful tongues. So so when in evil days there's pride, uh, and and it's it's evident in in the boastfulness that comes uh, from people's mouths. Verse four, uh, that says we will triumph with our tongues. We own our lips. Who is our master? Uh, so in these evil times, we've got we've got deception. Uh, there's pride, and then there is a, and then there is a a owning of our mouths, an owning of our words, an owning of ourselves to to where to where the the wicked and and the evil and the world will will say that with our mouths we will declare truth with our mouths we will say what is right and we will say what is wrong we talked about this you know several weeks ago but it is a it is a going back to the garden of eden and taking the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and saying and saying that eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and saying with my mouth, not God's words, but my words declare what is right and wrong. My words declare what is true and false. My words declare what is, what is evil and what is good, what is righteous and what is vile. It's my mouth that says that. It's my words that say that. And so in our culture, we see individuals rejecting the, the Bible, rejecting the word of the Lord and rejecting what God's word says is right and wrong and, and instead saying what I say is right and wrong. So it's in, a, in an evil time, it's not what God says, it's what you say. It's not what God's word says, it's what your word has to say about things. That's, that's what's going on, that's what is taking place. You know, verse 5 uh, the Lord uh, speaks to this and speaks against this. In verse 5, it says, Because of the oppression of the weak and the groaning of the needy, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will protect them from those who malign them. Verse 6, And the words of the Lord are flawless, like silver, like silver refined in a furnace of clay, purified seven times. So, so God speaks uh, right into this. And he says, and, and he says, my words are actually the flawless words. Uh, the word of the Lord is where truth is. Now, the word of the Lord uh, is, is, is where we learn uh, what is right and just and good and true. And God's words are flawless, like silver refined in a furnace of clay, purified seven times. Verse seven. O Lord, you will keep us safe and protect us from such people forever. Now, verse 8, listen to this. The wicked freely strut about when what is vile is honored among mankind. Uh, so, 
So what's happening uh, in evil days is there's lies, there's deception. Everyone, everyone claims the, the right and the power uh, to declare what is right and what is wrong, uh, what is just and true. And then what happens is, is what should be vile is, is no longer vile, but it's honored among, uh, among people. And because of all of these things, the wicked and wickedness freely uh, strut about uh, and, uh, and, and, are, and are just released and let loose without anything uh, to hinder. That's what evil days look like. And, and we see all of these things taking place in the evil days that we are living in. We see all of these things happening in this in this year of 2020. What is vile is now being honored. Wickedness is freely strutting about. People are with their mouths claiming that they own their mouths and are calling what they want to call right, right, and are calling what they want to call wrong, wrong. They have they have claimed for themselves the knowledge of good and evil and are saying this is good and this is evil or this is evil and this is good and it doesn't matter what God has to say about it. This is what is taking place in our days. It's what's taking place in our, in our culture. And, and I want you to know that, uh, that, uh, that, that when there's wickedness and, and, and the wicked are freely strutting about, uh, that uh, and and what is vile is being honored that that what is weaved all through all of this are lies and deception there there's there's flattering lips and bribes and deception and lies all all weaved into to all of this which is uh which is what psalm 26 says now let me read to you psalm 26 very very short uh, psalm, uh, but but very very telling uh, and full of truth uh, for us to help us to be careful how we live in these evil days and to help us to live with wisdom in these evil days. Psalm twenty six, uh, starting at verse one: Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have led a blameless life. I think that's a good instruction uh, for us in evil days. We need to lead a blameless life. I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. We need to trust in the Lord without wavering. We need to trust in the Lord and, and lean not on our own understanding and all of our ways acknowledge Him. Verse 2, Test me, O Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind, for your love is ever before me, and I walk continually in your truth. You see that? It's not, it's not I walk continually in my truth. It's not I walk declaring out of my mouth what I think is right and wrong and true. It's, it's this walking continually in the truth of the Lord. It's, it's speaking to the Lord and saying, Lord, I walk in your truth and I'm going to walk in your truth. Not my truth, not the truth of, of the culture, but the truth of the Lord, because it's His words that are flawless, uh, purified uh, in, in a furnace uh, seven times. I walk continually in your truth. Verse 4, 
I do not sit with deceitful men. I don't, I don't sit with uh, the deceitful, nor do I consort uh, with hypocrites. So, so it's that Ephesians 5 instruction here played out in Psalm where we are, we are not partnering with the deceptive or the, or the hypocritical. I abhor the assembly of evildoers and refuse to sit with uh, the wicked. I'm not going to. I'm not going to uh, enter into relationship with the wicked or with wickedness. I'm not going to sit in their seat or under uh, their counsel, so that I'm not influenced and led astray by their deceptions. And 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 believe me, where there is wickedness and there are the wicked, there is deception all around. This is how the. This is how the wicked uh, get their purposes to happen. They, they do it through lies and deception. This is how the enemy works about his purpose. It's lies and deception. Verse 6, I wash my hands in innocence and go about your altar, O Lord, proclaiming aloud your praise and telling of all your wonderful deeds. I love the house where you live, O Lord, the place where your glory dwells. Do not take away my soul along with sinners, my life with bloodthirsty men. Listen to this now. Verse 10. In whose hands are wicked schemes, whose right hands are full of bribes. See see, the, the, the evil... Uh, the bloodthirsty, uh, the wicked, in their hands are wicked schemes. Uh, their hands are full of bribes and, and flattery in order to work about the plans and purposes that that they have in evil days. With when wickedness freely struts about and the wicked freely strut about and 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 what is vile is honored, the wicked always will use lies and deceptions, schemes and bribes to work about their purposes, and we need to recognize it and not be deceived or led astray by it. <sighs> Coffee break. Praise the Lord. Verse 11, But I lead a blameless life. Redeem me and be merciful to me. Now my feet stand on level ground in the great assembly. I will praise the Lord. I want you to know that, that in, this, in this year, this past year, uh, that uh, there have been, you know, there's, there's much deception and schemes and lies uh, that are that are going on all around us that are taking place uh, all around us and 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 we see this not only in this past year but we can see this all uh, through uh, scripture as well i could i could just continue to to go from psalm to psalm and show you where there's wickedness and where there's foolishness that there are lies that there's deceptions that there's schemes that there are strategy deceptive strategies that that are at work and as we enter in to next year these kinds of things will continue but but we as the people of God who are 
who are light and have the light of Christ, we don't need to be afraid and we don't need to be deceived and led astray by by uh, these things. I, I just think about stories after after stories. You know, we, we've just come through the Christmas season and so the, the, the Christmas stories fresh in my mind uh, and... Uh, I was looking at I was looking at the story of the wise men, and it was just it was just amazing to me how Herod uh, weaved uh, lies and deceptions you know, to try to lead the wise men astray and get them uh, to lead him to Jesus so that he might kill Jesus. But he, but he lied. You know, he said he didn't want to kill Jesus. He said he wanted to worship uh, Jesus. But you see how the wicked will lie and deceive in order to accomplish what they want to accomplish. But thankfully, the wise men were wise men, and they were not deceived by Herod's schemes, and they were warned by the Lord, and so they, and so they, didn't, they didn't play into his plot, play in to his schemes. Another time that we see this happen uh, is uh, is in the life of of Daniel, and actually, you know, we could we could look at this happen time and time uh, again, uh, but uh, but in the life of of Daniel, uh, we see uh, that uh, that Daniel is prospering. Uh, the, the favor of the Lord is upon him. He's successful in everything uh, that he does, and so wicked men uh, come against Daniel, and they. Scheme against him to take him to take him out uh, to take him down. It's it's the story of Daniel and the lions. Then uh, let me let me read this for you. I know you're familiar with it, but but listen and just and just see who Daniel is, and let this just instruct us and help us in who we need to be as as we move forward into this into this new year and end this year. Daniel chapter six. Verse 1, it pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. So there's 120 uh, who are in charge, three administrators uh, ruling over the 120. One of those guys is Daniel. Uh, the, straight, the satraps were made accountable to them. Uh, so that the king would not suffer loss. Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charge against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. I think, man, that's the kind of people we've got to be as the people of God. We've got to be of such uh, wisdom. We've got to be of such uh, righteousness, of such integrity, of such character uh, that though our lives are examined and, and, and they look for grounds, that they'll find nothing in us, that they will find no corruption in us at all, but, but, but we'll just find that we are trustworthy in every, in every way. Verse 5, finally... Uh, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. 
that, that needs to be us. That, that there's nothing in us except a love for God's Word, a belief in God's Word, a trusting in God's Word, a living by and for uh, God's, God's truth and His uh, Word. I, I just want to encourage you uh, right now uh, to, to be filled with the Word of the Lord. Have it in your heart Get it down deep inside of you. It will be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. If your heart is full of the Word of God and you are living according to the truth of the Word of God and everybody recognizes that in your life, I'm telling you the deceptiveness of the deceptive times, the deceptiveness of wicked men, the deceptiveness of our enemy is not going to come and lead you astray. When, when empty words are spoken all around you, you will recognize it because you are full of truth. You are full of the Word of God. Daniel, as we know throughout, you know, just by studying his life, that he was a lover of God's Word and and this they decide this is the only thing we're going to be able to find. So so you you look at these men, and what do they want? Uh, they want they want authority. They want they want power. <clears throat> they want control. They want riches. And Daniel's in the way, and so they start to scheme and they start to deceive in order to work about their plans and their purposes. So the admit verse six. So the administrators. And the satraps went as a group to the king and said, O King Darius, live forever. And you see, you see the flattery? You see these flattering lips? O King Darius, live forever. The royal administrators, perfects, satraps, advisors, and governors have, have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god other than uh, any god or man during the next 30 days except to you o king shall be thrown into the lion's den now o king issue the decree and put it into writing uh, so that uh, it cannot be altered in accordance with the laws of the Medes and Persians uh, which cannot be repealed so king Darius put the decree in Writing, so so there's there's lies, there's deception, all through this. They don't they don't care about the king being worshipped. Uh, th this is none of their. Uh, n this is that's nothing that's motivating them. Uh, they want Daniel out of the way, and so they are coming to the king with schemes and deceptions in order to work about the purpose that they have. And they flatter uh, the king and they deceive the king and, and they make sure that the king puts this into the laws of the Medes and the Persians so that it can't be changed. They've got the details uh, worked out and the king falls for their deception. They're, they're wicked, evil men using lies and deceptions in order to work about their purpose. Just showing the deceptiveness of evil times. Verse 10, Now then, Daniel learned... Uh, that the decree had been published. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, uh, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, uh, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. 
So they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree. Now, did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days, anyone who prays to any god or man except you, O king, would be thrown into the lion's den? The king answered, The decree stands in accordance with the laws of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be uh, repealed. Uh, so, uh, so, so you know the story. Uh, so because of this, uh, Daniel is taken because the king can't repeal this, and he is thrown into uh, the lion's den. Uh, but the Lord comes and shuts the mouths of the lions, and Daniel is freed uh, from the lion's den, and all those who tried to come against him and to and to destroy him through deception are then thrown in uh, to the lion's den and they are devoured and and destroyed in their own uh, by their own traps and by their own uh, deception and the lord raises up uh, daniel uh, and 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 continues to lead him and guide him and prosper him as well and and the same will take place uh, in our lives as well you know, the lord will move and work in our lives if we uh, will serve him and live for him and trust in him he will he will move in our lives and and i pray this and believe this and turn the uh turn the strategies and the deceptions and the plans of the enemy uh, back on their own uh, heads so that they fall into the trap uh, that they have set uh, for themselves that they have set for others they fall into it themselves so so let's just Highlight a few things here uh, from Daniel, and then we'll pray together. Daniel, Daniel, when he hears this, he doesn't stop praying. He continues, he continues to pray. And I, I know, I know that you know this, but as we enter into this next year, uh, we've got to be, we got to be people of prayer. As we end this year, and we've got to be people of prayer. I hope if this if this year's done anything else that it has stirred us and and awakened us to be people of prayer. You pray and you continue to pray and don't ever stop. And then we see that that Daniel opened his windows toward Jerusalem. You see Daniel had a vision. And he wasn't just praying uh, just to pray. Uh, he was praying and crying out to God for help. He was praying and crying out to God for the rebuilding of Jerusalem, for the rebuilding of the walls, for the rebuilding of the temple. Daniel was praying with vision. He was a man of vision. And I want you to, I want you to, uh, to as you pray, if you don't have vision, as we enter into this next year, I don't think it's a year that we can hide out and survive. I think it's a year where we've got to be people of uh, vision. We've got to enter into next year uh, being men and women with a vision from the Lord that aligns with His plans and with His uh, purposes. Uh, we've got to be uh, people of prayer. We've got to be uh, people of vision. And, and, and then we see that Daniel, you know, we already talked about how, how he was filled with the word of the Lord. And, 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 and we see that he was not afraid, that he was courageous and trusted God. And he could have easily let fear creep in and said, you know what, I'll, I'll just take off these, these uh, next uh, 30 days and, and I'll, just, 
I'll just not pray and then I'll just pick it up again. But he, but he didn't allow uh, the deception of the enemy and fear to dictate to him what he was going to do and how he was going to live. He trusted in the Lord. He was full of courage and he continued to be, uh, to be a man of vision and, and a man of prayer, a man seeking the Lord. And the Lord came and worked and moved in his behalf. Let's be full of the word of God. Uh, let's be men and women uh, of vision and and let's make sure uh, that we are that we are uh, trusting in the Lord and and doing the things that God has called us to do and not full of fear. Now let me uh let me read finish reading Ephesians 5 to you. Um and, uh, and then we'll pray. I left off. Well, let's just start again here at verse, verse 15. Let's hear these instructions as we remember that these are just deceptive days that we live in. It says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And because the days are evil, they're wicked. They are, they are deceptive. Uh, don't be foolish. Be wise, be filled with wisdom. And then verse 17 says this, Therefore, uh, do not be foolish. Don't be foolish, be wise. But understand what the Lord's will is. Do not, verse 18, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Be full of the Holy Spirit. Don't be, don't be drunk on wine or, or drunk on the things of this world. But instead, understand the Lord's will and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Verse 16, speak to one another with, verse 19, I mean, speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And just pulling together the end here of Ephesians 5, well, this last part in Ephesians 5 that we're looking at, and the, uh, and the, and the story of Daniel and the Psalms that we have read. Uh, let, me just, let me just encourage you uh, this morning to, uh, to be full of wisdom and not to be foolish, to not be filled uh, with the things of this world or or drunk on the things of this world but or or you know especially not drunk on wine but but listen to me to be to be filled with the holy spirit be full of wisdom be filled with uh, the holy spirit and then to be to be full of praise and to be full of of thanksgiving uh, so that uh, so that we are we are worshiping the Lord and we're worshiping Him together. And we are, we are being led by the Holy Spirit in our lives and, and full of wisdom that we are, that we are, uh, that we are being led by the Word of God in our lives. And, and I believe that if we will, uh, in these evil days, in these deceptive times, then we will not be deceived and led astray by the deceptions that are all around us that are leading so many people astray. Let's go into next year awake, full of the Word of God, full of wisdom, filled with the Holy Spirit, and full of worship.
filled with filled with courage and and and, and vision and and stirred to come together and stirred uh, to to pray. I just I, as we end today, I just want to pray uh, for the church uh, that the Lord would uh, would awaken us, uh, that He would uh, that He would stir us up. Uh, but but before I do, uh, I want to just say to all of you who who may be listening, who may be watching, uh, who, and, and you know that, you know what, I, I'm not part of the church. I haven't trusted Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. And I just want to, I just want to say to you this morning that, that you without Jesus will, will not be able to stand against these deceptive times and, and the evil that is about, that you've got to trust Jesus as Lord and Savior. And, and this morning, I want to give you that opportunity. And just, I'm going to ask you just to pray with me and open your heart and receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. He's going to come into your life and bring light so that you are awake and that you can see. Just pray with me. Just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God, that you are life, that you are light, that you are truth, that you are salvation. And Jesus, I open my heart and I ask you to come in and be my Lord and my Savior. I give you my life. I declare from this day forward that you, Jesus, are my forever passion. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Let's pray together just one more time. And if you will, just lift up with me uh, the church as we end this year and enter into next year, that we will be an awake church, a church in love with the Lord, a church of prayer, a church filled with the Holy Spirit, a church not deceived and led astray by these deceptive times. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, We know that, that you love your church, and we do as well. We know, Lord, that, that in this past year we've seen so much deception. And what has been so troubling to me, Lord, is that, is that it seems like the church is, is sleeping and being deceived and led astray by, by deceptive, empty words. And Lord, I pray as we end this year and enter into next, that you would just wake us up, that we would see, that we would be awake, that we would recognize your truth, that we would stand on it, that we would not be led astray, that we would not be in darkness, but that we would be light and, and, and awake and that we would know the truth and, and that we would stand against deception. Stir us up, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name, let your church not only not be led astray, but let it stand against the deceptiveness of these evil times. Fill us with your word. Stir us to pray. Let us be a Daniel church. Let us be a Daniel generation to where, to where we are full of the law of the Lord, full of the word of God, to where we are are full of vision and we are people of prayer 
Lord, I pray that you would fill your church, that we would be a Holy Spirit-filled church, a Holy Spirit-led church, because if we are living filled with the Holy Spirit, then we will not be deceived and led astray by these wicked, deceptive, evil times. Help us, Lord, we need it. I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, God bless you. Uh, Thanks so much for... Uh, joining with us uh, today. Uh, Be filled with the Spirit. Uh, Be full of courage. Uh, Be in prayer. Thank you for your prayers for me and for our family. I'm excited uh, about on on January 10th uh, when we can come back together uh, in person. Let's, let's, uh, as we end this year, end in prayer. And as we begin this next year, uh, let's begin Uh, in prayer, seeking the Lord. God bless you. Love you. Bye.